Welcome to the 20 Things Adoption Podcast with your host, adoption author Sherry Eldridge. Adoptive parents will find hope here, hope that strained relationships with their adopted children can heal. Good morning, friends. This is Sherry Eldridge and Bronwyn Smith. Remember, she's my sidekick now, and I'm thrilled about that. Many times we get together for coffee and talk about adoption because she's an adoptive mom of a little guy from Korea, right? Yes. Yes. And so we have the best talks. And after every talk, we say, man, this should have been a podcast. (laughs) So anyway, we thought we'd share one of our talks with you today. And we're going to talk about a subject that is kind of rare to be talked about. Nobody wants to tackle it. Adoption professionals, adoptive parents, adoptees. It's really the hot potato in the world of adoption. Nobody knows what to do with it. So what is it? It's adoptee anger. And I can't tell you as a speaker over the last 25 years as I've spoken across, well, sometimes the world, (laughs) China and Thailand, there it never fails that fellow adoptee will come up to me afterwards and say, am I ever going to get over my anger? I can't get rid of it, Sherry. What can I do? And so adoptees don't talk about it with one another. Parents don't talk about it. And why? Because up until now, there was no answer. There was no answer at all about adoptee anger. So here we go. We're going to dive in the deep end together. Right, Bronwyn? Here we go, Sherry. I'm excited. I'm so excited to dive into this topic with you. And I just want to say thank you for all your research on this and your study on this and just being open to talking about it, especially with people like me being an adoptive mom. It's such an important topic. I have started to experience it in my own right as an adoptive mom as I'm helping my son work through some of his feelings. So just thank you so much for being able and willing to discuss this with us. I'm excited to jump in. We're going to flip the script. I'm going to actually interview you today, uh, ask you a couple questions just about kind of the broad concept of adoptee anger. And I just want to start off with why do adoptees feel anger? What is that root cause? Well, you know, it's interesting that you'd ask that. This morning, I was telling my husband, Bob, that we were going to be doing a podcast on this topic. And I said, what do you think is the core issue with adoptee anger? And he said, fear of abandonment. And I think that's a big part of it. I would also say that the anger comes from hurt. We are deeply wounded. We have had an amputation. Our birth family was cut from our very being. And so We are mad as hell. I'm sorry, but we are. And we have every right to be angry. We've suffered one of the deepest losses anybody can ever suffer. So I think it comes both from fear and from anger. Yeah, I love that description that you give of the amputee. I think that is such a perfect picture of how people can visualize where that pain comes from, because sometimes it's hard to put it into words. You're not quite sure how to describe adoptees are not quite sure how to describe that anger. So I love that metaphor. That's a great description. So I'd love to know, you know, as an adoptee, thinking of that adoptive 
child to adoptive parent relationship, what is one thing adoptee would want their adoptive parents to know about adoptee anger? If I were to summarize it, I think I would say that the loss of the first family is the core of everything. As I've done research the last few years on this topic, it all leads back to that great loss that we suffer. And, you know, it isn't just being a baby. It can be a teenager. It can be an adult that loses their first family. There are many faces in this equation, but I think the loss is the biggest one. And so remember that, parents. Remember that as you deal with your child. Don't be afraid of your anger, of your child's anger, I mean. Just stay the course when they're angry and pray like crazy. Ask God for wisdom to know the root cause. But I'll tell you, I think it probably goes back to that loss. It's tremendous. Yeah. Loss is key in our conversation. I feel like today and in many of our conversation, you know, we go back to that root cause. And I think in many of our conversations and and many times that you've counseled me as a adoptive mom, you always remind me of that. And that's just so helpful to keep that in the forefront is first and foremost, adoptees do have this tremendous loss, not of their own accord. You know, it's something that's not fair, but it's something that is. Right. Right. It's something that is in their life. Yes. And it throws us into an unintentional adversarial relationship with our adoptive moms. We don't want it to be that way. We're not that kind of people. (laughs) It's no one's fault. It's the complexities of adoption and relinquishment. Mm -hmm. I must say that adoption is always a good thing, and that's controversial these days. Mm -hmm. But I don't know where I would be without it. Yeah, no, loss and complex. Those are the two words that, that come up a lot with us is loss and complex. Adoption is complex. Right. So, you know, many parents are scared to death of adoptee anger. But the truth is that if a parent will stay in that heated environment, the child will feel validated just by staying there. Don't run away. Don't be scared. Just stay with your child and, you know, validate the loss, the wound, Mm -hmm. but then give an assurance that, but I am here for you now and I will never leave you or forsake you ever, ever, ever. I will be your mommy forever. That's a great segue into kind of the next question that I had for you. Just expanding on that idea of adoptive parents just staying with their adoptee and the anger. What is more of a like a real practical example of what that looks like? How adoptive parents or what can they do? What can the parents do to help their children with their anger? Okay, I'll give you an, an example of one of the moms I interviewed in researching for my last book. Her high school daughter was furious at her because the mom said that what she was wearing was not modest enough. So she got just furious, ran to her room, slammed the door, and this mom began to pray. And she asked God, you know, what the core issue was. And again, it was back to the birth mother, loss of the birth mother. And so she goes to the door of the girl and she gently knocks and says, I would love to talk to you, honey. I know how upset you are. And, you know, you have every right to be upset. I understand that. 
But could it be that you are angry at your birth mother Mm. for placing you for adoption? Could this be twined and intertwined into the whole thing? And her daughter began to sob. And she said, yes, mom, yes. And so the mom and the daughter ended up hugging. So that's an example of how parents can be there for their kids. And even with a little guy, you can do that. But validating the anger is the first step. You have a right to be angry. So that'll just open your child's heart. Yeah, and I think that's what so many different types of people need is just their feelings to be validated, saying it's okay that you feel this way. Yes. You know, especially in sense of an adoptee parent to an adoptee child, you know, saying it's normal, it's healthy, it's something we can work through together, it's not weird, there's no shame. You know, I feel like in our conversations, sometimes adoptees can feel like almost shame about this anger, like they shouldn't have it. Yes, that we feel guilty because we hurt so many people. Our anger is like a gas pipe, a leaky gas pipe. You know, it follows (laughs) us everywhere and it affects every relationship, every circumstance in our life. And we do feel bad. We do feel guilty. We don't want to hurt other people, but we do. And we don't know what to do about all that. Like the adoptee who asked after the speech, Is there anything, can you give me any hope that, you know, my adoptee anger won't be a life sentence? I'd love to know what first got you started on adoptee anger? Where did this, you know, research Hmm. um, topic come from for you? Oh, that's a good question. Well, a couple of years ago, I had a speaking engagement in Pennsylvania, and I was asked to talk about my mother. And about the same time, I was going through a real purging of my soul. That's the only way I can describe it. God was doing a deep work in me. So I shared with these moms and with one mom, I got to wipe her tears. You know, she came up to me afterwards and she said, Sherry, I do thus and so. Is that right? And, you know, tears coming down her eyes. And so I was really moved by that, as well as what God was doing in my heart. And showing me that I had a lot of inner work to do. I had a a lot of hard work Mm. to do to get to the place where I could be free of the powerful triggers, attachment disorder, because I believe that's what I have and had. And so that's where it started. It started when I looked at photographs of my adoptive mom. Her name is Rita. And all that I had in my memory bank were sad, sad memories. You know, I had really nothing positive. Mm -hmm. But during this course of events and purging, warm memories of her began surfacing in my heart and in my consciousness that I never knew. It was new memories that were there that I never knew about. I began having thoughts about my mom. And then one day I looked down at my hand and I thought, I still have her rings, her wedding rings. Mm. So I went to the jewelry door and yes, they were there. And I sat down on the bed and, you know, new questions like, wow, I wonder what it was like when mom and dad were engaged. Did dad get down on his knee and propose to mom? And was she the blushing bride? that couldn't wait to have a home and family. And so these warm memories, I never had them before. 
these warm memories of my mom started surfacing. So I ran into my husband's office and I said, honey, guess what? You know, all this is happening inside of me. So within the next month, he had them refurbished and gave them to me as a gift. And so I wear them every day as a reminder. But that's how it all started. You know, what I learned is that something new in the world of adoption, adoptee anger can be calmed. It can be calmed. It doesn't have to be a leaky gas pipe that follows us around into every situation. And so I think that's pretty good news, don't you? I think it is too, especially as the adoptive mom in my adoptive triangle. um, It gives a sense of hope. And just knowing that there are things that can be done and that I can do to help my son, you know, in particular in my situation. And just to know that, you know, he is going to feel like this. It is okay. It is healthy. um, And we can work through it together. And um, absolutely. We talk about, you know, faith a lot. Uh, We met at church, just knowing that we can place our hope in Jesus and we can place our anger at the cross. Yes. Right. Amen. To help us understand and get through it all. I've really enjoyed our conversation. I just love speaking with you. I've got one last question. And this question is specifically towards the adoptees. Talked about adoptee anger. We've talked about what parents can do. I would love to know just for the adoptees out there, what are the any tips or advice that you have? What can adoptees do to manage their anger? Well, that's exactly why I'm writing my next book. Um, They can do that hard work. And the hard work begins when you realize that you have hatred toward your adoptive mom, bitterness. That's very common amidst adoptees. And so it's not good for any of us to have hate in our hearts, right? Hate is horrible. And so if you want to go through that deep purging where you have a MRI of your heart and you talk about the ugly parts of you and all the different relationships and do the grief work, then you can come through it. But it takes hard work. And let me add here, Bronwyn, as well, that adoptees have to do hard work and so do the moms because the moms become very wounded. And I have moms write to me and say, what can I do about my bitterness? And so what I'm going to be proposing in this book is 20 things that you can do, 20 steps. And I'm going to outline what the steps that I took. It's all based on the idea of forgiveness. There's a famous Jewish philosopher. Her name is Arndt. And she says that the only thing that can reverse the course of a painful past and memories that won't leave you is the faculty of forgiveness. We all have that built inside of us. But for me anyway, I know that God gave me that faculty, but I didn't have the power to forgive those in my life that had deeply wounded me. And that's where Jesus comes into the picture for me. And I know that, you know, many listening to this do not believe in Jesus, and that's okay. I respect where you're at. But for me, it's Jesus and his indwelling Holy Spirit that lives inside of me, giving me the power and the hope and everything to go on in a new way. I'm a new person, really. (laughs) Yes. I'm a new person. That's beautiful, Sherry. 
That is oh, thank series. you. And that is so true. I mean, anything takes hard work, right? So we have to be willing it to does. identify, right? Identify yeah. what is going on deep within us and then do the work and do right. the hard work to name it. To and name we it have to do it individually, mothers and yes. adoptees. That's such a beautiful conversation. I just love our conversations and I feel like I we do could too. Talk for hours. It's a good thing I that know. our podcast puts us on a time limit or else yeah. we can be here forever. <laughs> yes. Well, there'll always be another time. And the next time we're going to interview Derek Clark. He has an incredible story. He's a fellow adoptee and he was put into a, a psychiatric hospital apparently when he was a young child. And yet today he is totally recovered, speaks to presidents and people all over the world. So he said yes to us. Yes, I am so excited <laughs> about this podcast. We will be doing that in a couple weeks, and I'm so looking forward to it, Sherry. Me too, Branwyn. Take care. Thank you for listening to the 20 Things Adoption Podcast. If you can think of friends or family that would benefit from this information, feel free to share. See you next time.